Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the weekend shift. It's Sunday, May 8th. Happy Mother's Day to all you sexy moms out there. I'm Jay Eskeets here with the No Dunks team, part of the Athletic Network. And uh, yeah, we're back on a little Sunday morning. Gotta slip this in here. Take a second to like the video, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube if you haven't done that already, and uh, possibly hello to all the weekend podcast listeners too. Yes, I think I've convinced JD to uh, turn this into a podcast, as well as the live show. It's sort of like... Why not? During the week, there are, what, a thousand NBA podcasts to listen to, but come the weekend, there's like three. Not a whole lot of content on the weekend. So uh, I think JD is flipping this weekend shift into a Sunday morning podcast. Uh, So again, hello. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review and uh, subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to No Dunks. Uh, Quick apologies to everybody for not doing a weekend shift yesterday on Saturday morning. Um, I know I definitely upset one particular Sixers fan that was here in the stream team. I guess because I'm a Raptors fan, I was avoiding talking about the Sixers win. Sorry, buddy, that's not the case. Uh, I had a very long run as part of uh, marathon training to get in. Had to do it this weekend. It was going to work better on Saturday morning. So I was out there for a while on the streets of Atlanta, putting in a 20-miler with my buddy Jared. So... uh, that sort of made it difficult to do a morning weekend shift. And then it was right into the birthday party, which if you saw my Instagram account, there's some great footage of Lily battling my buddy Grish in like a super, I guess, slip and slide. They're racing in like lanes. They're all soaked up. Uh, close finish. Uh, but I think my buddy Grish got him by a nose. hi oh, He's got a big nose. Uh, anyway, let's talk uh, about... Saturday's hoops, and uh, then we'll get a tee up here. Sunday's games, including the Sixers, uh, trying to tie up that series against Miami. And obviously, we got the Mavs and Suns later. But Saturday, Bucks edge the Celtics 103 101 after some crazy final seconds. I think it's worth just going through the ending of this game, which was drunk. Uh, Boston trailed 103 100. Uh, when officials determined that Smart was fouled by Drew Holiday just before attempting a potential tying three-pointer with 4.6 seconds left in this game. So, yeah, because it was a non-shooting foul, Marcus Smart goes to the line for just two free-throw attempts. And we'll get, we'll get into, you know, whether or not... Uh, did, did the officials get that one wrong? You know the Celtics think so. Bucks don't. Uh, but uh, Smart... You know, ripping through, was he just going straight up to shoot? When's the foul occur? All of this nonsense. But the refs say, nope, it's only two. 
uh, because you're in the bonus that you're going to the line. So they're down three. You're in a bit of a predicament here. Smart makes the first free throw. And then just, just so smoothly, like, goes through his, like, normal routine that he's going to just knock it down the second one, and it'll be a one-point game, and then you'll get to foul in the box, and you hope for a miracle. But no, intentionally misses it just perfectly, and then shit got really crazy. Smart got to the ball first, got the rebound. He missed a putback attempt. I mean, a really good look. Uh, in that situation, Robert Williams comes like charging towards the net. He sort of sends the ball high up off the glass. Horford is on the right side of the rim. He gets a great look at a putback that somehow didn't drop. I like I've watched that a hundred times. And I'm like that one's going in, and it pops back out. Goes back to Horford. Gets his own rebound. Goes up, banks it in, and it comes right after the buzzer. And I think even in real time, it was like ooh, that's a you know. That's a split second too late. The lights are on on the backboard. It doesn't count. But wild ending when you think about it that the uh, Celtics there had. Let's call it really sort of basically three chances uh, in, in the tip department to tie that thing up. Uh, taking me back. Flashbacks to the Jonas Valanciunas and uh, Raptors Cavs series where uh, in game one they were missing, missing bunny after bunny after bunny. Uh, but yeah. The uh, Bucks hold on to get the win. So, should it have been a shooting foul on Holiday? Well, Adoka, Celtics head coach, says it's a shot. All right, Smart's curling into his shot. He's getting fouled on the way up. Holiday, he says no, that's not a shooting motion. He wasn't even facing the rim. Um, look, I don't know. Is it because it's Smart, sort of a uh, you know a guy that can grift, um, one of the best? If it's somebody else, is it if it's Tatum or Brown, they get in that call? Yep, that's three. I sort of think so. Um, it's a bang-bang call, and it's one of these weird ones. It's like, you know, the idea of looking at it or whatever. It's like the, the call is in favor of the Celtics. It's like, yeah, it's a foul called. <laughs> like you're, you got fouled, but they were like, well, we want the three, not the two. Um, and then it's a big, you know, it's a who knows what happens, too. Does Smart hit all three? Does he force overtime? What happens in overtime? But just a bizarrely officiated game three. I will say that. I know Celtics fans and, and even Adoka like really going in on the officials. And he's saying what his quote is basically, I'm going to teach my guys to flop a little more. Uh, which is amazing if you see that headline with a photo of Marcus Smart. It reads like an Onion article. Um, but let's get to the what. The, the positives for sort of what happened in this game besides the officials, which we could like just talk for hours about, I'm sure. Big plays down the stretch from the Bucks. Giannis putting them ahead uh, with that Euro on Grant Williams. And Grant Williams has done an incredible job on Giannis all series long. But he wasn't ready for that one. You know, he's ready to... Here comes Giannis. I'm ready to take the blow. I'm a, I'm a mountain of a man. I'm a wall. I barely bounce. And uh, Giannis just wisely... Whoop! Hits him with the quick little Euro step. It goes around him and then uh, finger rolls it in. It gets a kind bounce. I mean, that, that thing could have popped out, uh, but that drops. Then Giannis on the other end, you have Jalen Brown attacking and great defense, mainly from Giannis, but there's a lot of bodies in there. Brown misses that uh, layup attempt. And then on the other end, Holiday, um, I think steps right on Tatum's foot, hence why Tatum fell over. Um 
you know, I, I, you know, that happens. <laughs> Somebody's foot gets stepped on and you're going tumbling down, but he gets that little uh, push shot there in the lane. That made it 103-100 with like the 11 seconds to go, getting us to the whole Marcus Smart and the intentionally missed free throw and just the craziness that happens there. I mean, just, it's just wild. Um, speaking of Holiday hitting that shot, I'll get to Giannis in a second, who was a monster in this, which is why I took the Bucks in this series. Uh, if you listen to our serious preview and prediction it was like i'm just i'm at a point where i'm i don't feel comfortable betting against Giannis if he's in a series and if he's healthy it's like he's that good um but anyway holiday he has continued to step up in middleton's like absence him not playing in this series in game three drew holiday attempted 30 shots now he scored 25 points so not the most efficient afternoon we've ever seen but that aggression from holiday i think is just so needed He's attempted over 20 shots in all three games of the series. He scored a total of 69 points. Very nice. Um, and just that key secondary scoring um, is just uh, Im- amazing, obviously, for the Bucks to be up 2-1. I don't think if Holiday's this aggressive, and even if he's taking a lot of shots, I think it's needed a lot of the time uh, to obviously pair with Giannis, what he did in this game. Because Giannis, 16 for 30 on Saturday, just Doing work in the two-point range. Shot over 62%. 15-24 in that little area. 12 boards, 8 assists. I mean, 42 points. And this was after two subpar games. And a lot of credit, as we talked about after game one and two, to the Celtics defense of Grant Williams and Al Horford and just throwing bodies at him. And, uh, you know, was Giannis going to figure it out? Yes. And he was... He was huge uh, in this game, and he is just a wave. He just never quits. I've called him the White Walker because he is a zombie-like guy. He just keeps coming and coming and coming. So huge, huge game. And then you pair that on the other side of the Celtics, Jason Tatum having a brutal game. And it's almost amazing that it was this close, right? Um, Tatum shot 4-19, missed six threes, finished with 10 points. His second worst field goal percentage of his playoff career you know, it's, look, I think he's going to bounce back. I remember he had a bad game um, against the Nets in last year's playoffs. Not the first round, but uh, last year's playoffs, if I remember correctly. Um, he had that game where he like scored under 10 points, and then he came back with like a 50-piece. And then I think he had another 40-point game, stuff like that. So will Tatum bounce back? Yeah, I believe so. But, you know, he goes to the basket. It's Giannis. It's Brooke. It's Bobby. He gets a little separation. And you have Wesley Matthews, who is allowed to be physical with him. There is no doubt. Um, But, you know, the Celtics were pretty physical with the Nets and and Kevin Durant in particular in in the first round. So, you know, as long as it's somewhat consistent, uh, hopefully from game to game, but from series to series, and you can't really uh, complain too much. But you just have, like, Wesley chasing him, Drew trailing him. Like, they're just, like, they're they're hounding him. And he talked about, like, he, he probably passed up some open looks that he maybe should have taken um and he just missed he missed some shots here 419 like for a guy that great uh is is wild but really entertaining game this series i had the bucks in six i mean a lot of people had to go in seven you know be it celtics or bucks or whatever it, it sure feels that way it's it's uh uh, I think people have compared it to like, it feels like the Knicks and Pacers going out of here. Just the physicality uh, for, and, and, you know, from, from some of these um, guys out there. Uh, but Giannis, whew, that Euro on Grant, I can't get past that one that uh, then led to the Drew Holiday play. Just like, that just, like right there, not many guys can do that. And I think just like being so aware that 
the defender and Grant's probably going to expect contact. Again, he's getting ready and uh, just sort of like a counter, a little chess move there to like, no, I'm going to drop the Euro right here in tight quarters too. Uh, and got by and got the kind kind bounce. Um, haven't even really looked at what you guys are saying here in the stream team. Uh, yeah, just to go back to, I guess, to the officials. Uh you know, so Celtics fans upset, like Udoka upset, like Smart should have been shooting three, and there's a couple other sort of bang bang plays down the stretch, but they got a lot of free throw attempts, uh, Boston. So I do not really think they like straight up lost this game for anything like that. The smart one, I mean, let's hear what you guys think in the stream team. Was he shooting? Yeah, like I mean, there's only five seconds left, so he's probably shooting. But uh, uh, you know, Smart senses the fouls coming and then it's like all right i mean we've seen this a million times before it's like you know it's just unfortunate it's happening at the end of a playoff game um and what i mean we've seen it before you know the idea of like well let me let me throw my arms out there and like rip through and and hopefully sell that i was shooting but again there's like five seconds left he's he's probably shooting um uh so people seem a little conflicted here in the in the stream team not shooting, trying to buy it. Nah, I fouled before he's into his actual shooting motion. I'm reading comments here. Um, so, hell of a... I mean, what, it would have been almost... Oh, I wish he, like, in a way, smart, especially smart, pulls off the intentional miss and, and then had scored. Uh, that would have been that would have been amazing. Because we always talk about on the show, uh, more guys in the league need to practice intentionally missed free throws. And we always bring up the story. We talked to Brent Barry about this once. And he says... Like him and Ginobili used to in in practice, um, practice missing uh, free throws like on purpose because of these situations. They would like take it next level. Like, you know, okay, I'm gonna miss it, miss it left side to have it bounce a particular way. You know, smart going more with like the bang off the front, which I think we're seeing more of. And I think uh, you know is is probably like. Well, it's tough. Is like, are you better off getting an offensive rebound by hammering it off the front, which is probably much more difficult to actually get the t- like the the perfect location down, um, or is it like a a crazy like lob uh, free throw attempt? That's what Bones always talked about, like putting it super high to have it then go very high off the bounce, and then it's maybe like such a 50-50 ball. Anyway, I find that so fascinating. Uh, the idea of like these guys are so good. They're talking about like. Brent Berry and Ginobili talking about like where they're going to miss it and like battling each other and that. I think that's uh, that's pretty amazing. Uh, but anyway, that's my thoughts on this. Love this series. Super excited uh, to see how it you know plays out. Game four, big game. Um, not pivotal, but big game uh, for, for Boston. I don't think you want to go down 3-1. I wouldn't want to have to beat the, uh, the Bucks uh, in three straight games. Uh, but I think Tatum's going to bounce back. I thought... Jalen Brown offensively is great, but man, when he gets switched on Giannis, that's trouble. I'd really just say even Brown and Tatum, when they get switched on Giannis, it's like uh, too small, not strong enough. Um, But, you know, Horford and Grant Williams and and Time Lord helping out uh, have done an admirable job on a, a guy that is just at times appears unstoppable. Love it. I'm pumped. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. 
Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets. The things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs, whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. All right, let's move over to the other game. We got more, uh, I guess, officiating in a way to talk about. We had the Splash Brothers leading the Warriors past John Morant and the Grizzlies 142 to 112. Yeah, this one got out of hand. This is a close game at the half. Yeah, John Morant hitting that unbelievable, uh, I don't know what you call it, I guess layup in traffic where he like jumped, felt like from the free throw line, and just hung in the air for a little while. Uh, it's like that State Farm commercial where uh, Chris Paul is it? He's doing the photo shoot. It's Chris Paul. I've only seen the commercial about 10 million times at this point um, where he's just hanging in the air. Um, that's what Jaw did basically. Took the contact, just hung, hung, hung then scored, and then hits the three-pointer at the end of the half, and it's like, you know, he's sprinting back to the locker room, like, yelling at his coach, like, let's go. Uh, We're in this game. Um, But then the Warriors started the half, I think, on a 10-0 run, and it just got completely out of control. The Warriors stopped turning the ball over and couldn't miss a shot. Unbelievable stat from this one. Warriors, their splits were 63.1 from the floor, 53.1 from deep, 90.5 from the line. So field goal, three-point free throw percentage in game three of a playoff game. So, like, forget the 50-40-90 club. Uh, the Warriors, I think, became the second team in NBA postseason history to hit 60-50-90, that threshold. And, uh, well, that one Philly fan in here will be very happy to know that uh, the 2001 76ers, <laughs> a team you do not think of it, think about as a... You know, an offensive juggernaut. You had Iverson, but uh, not a lot else. Not a lot else in, uh, you know, Dikembe and, what, Eric Snow and stuff like that. Maybe McKee and stuff. Uh, But the Sixers in 2001 did it in Game 5 of the Eastern Conference semifinals against my Toronto Raptors. Uh, I actually remember that game. But uh, those are crazy marks. Uh, 60-plus, 50-plus, 90-plus. But anyway, let's get to the John Morant injury. I won't go 15 minutes on this, I promise. Um, but he re-injures his, his troublesome, we can call it that, right knee. Uh, this is the knee that kept him out near the end of the season there for, uh, what, nine or ten games. But Wiggins, Poole, they're trapping uh, John Morant. And then Poole, in fighting for a loose ball, in, in, in getting on the trap, grabbing for the ball, 
grabs, I mean, he does, he, he grabs or puts his hand, of course, on Morant's knees. He appears to pull it back a little bit, and uh, John Morant gets injured. Now, a lot of people pointing out, was he injured in contesting place three to begin the second half? I think Hollinger had a clip. Was he injured in landing awkwardly going to the rim? Did all of this add up? And then a little pressure there from Poole, um, you know, really re-aggravate that knee. Probably, it looks like it when you watch these other clips. He comes up a tiny bit hobbling. But he goes to the bench. He's pissed. I mean, I got it in the thumbnail here. He's, like, grabbing at his shorts. Uh, Hopefully, it is nothing serious. No one wants to see John Morant miss uh, extended time here in a postseason run when it's a 2-1 series. And, you know, you win game four, and it's a best of three, and you've got home court event. No one wants to see that. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this is nothing super serious. But, But John Morant, you know, he probably makes this into a bigger story. After the game, taking to social media, tweeting, Poole broke the code. He's alluding to Kerr's comments about the whole Dylan Brooks play. I think John Morant has since tweet, tweet, uh, deleted the tweet. Uh, um, you know, Poole's asked about it. He says a basketball play. I'm not trying to hurt the guy. My take on all of this he is definitely not intentionally trying to yank at John Morant's knee at all. I think what's happened here with this super slow-mo is people watch it and they treat the damn slow-mo clip like it's game speed. And then, like, because it's so slow-mo, they're like, oh, well, there's the seconds where I can assign some malicious intent. It's like, you're watching a fucking slow-mo clip. That's not what's going on. This is bang, 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 bang. It's like, he is grabbing for a loose ball. And I don't even really think this probably did it. I Did it tweak it? Maybe, I guess. But... All of these injuries, most of them, there are ones where you're like, what are you doing? Dylan Brooks, I think we all agreed. What? I mean, what are you doing? I get it. You're trying to stop an easy layup, but very, very dangerous when a guy's in the air. And it's like, everybody just agrees. It's like, okay, that's, that's stupid, man. And then on top of that, Gary Payton gets injured. And it's like, he gets the game suspension. Brooks does. I, I was actually surprised. I didn't even think he was going to get a game three suspension because he missed most, basically the entirety of game two. But they did. And no one was like, what, what, what? No. But I will say, like, the stuff like Draymond hitting a guy in the face, this, this play. I mean, we, there's the, the clip going around, Bain, you know, Bain diving for, uh, who was it on pool? I, I think sort of like the ball's loose. All of these people, especially on Twitter, that's where you see most of it. Do you guys play basketball? Does anybody actually play basketball that are all have a, you know, a, a comment on the game? And what I mean by that is we can't freak out every time someone unfortunately gets injured. It's like people forget or they think professional athletes faster, bigger, stronger than basically 99% of the people on the planet playing a game that is physical that it's like they think no one should ever get injured. Should never happen. Should never be like an accidental hit to the face or a tweak of this or stepping on somebody's foot or something. It's like do you, this happens when you play basketball. It, like it, I, it blows my mind, this idea that guys get hurt playing a physical game. Wow. Yeah. When we play pickup runs, somebody always gets hurt. It's not like people are maliciously going out there to try and injure one. It's like, this shit happens. It sucks. Everybody agrees with it sucks. I wish it was a video game and we could turn the injury slider all the way off. Sure, but that's not reality. It's just unfortunate. I just like, I, 
I don't know. I think we go way too far with this sometimes. Uh, and that's just my opinion. And I, and I sometimes wonder, like, again, all these people, like, have you played the game? Like, do you play basketball? Like, with your friends, five on five. People get hurt. And again, these are like upper, these are the best athletes in the world. I mean, they are on the short list of that. Uh, so it's sort of, it'd be weirder if nobody is getting injured or getting hit or getting smacked or an arm like, you know, getting tweaked because like they're playing obviously just so physical. Uh, and it, look, I'm saying you can cross a line. I agree with that. But I don't think this was in Jordan Poole's case at all. I don't. Um, and, you know, I don't know why he deleted the tweet. Uh, don't love that look. We've, we've talked about that before. You know, if you're going to tweet, leave the tweet. Unless you got a bad spelling mistake. That's the only time I'll delete a tweet. <laughs> Can't sleep at night with a bad spelling mistake. But, you know, come on, break the code. Seems a little much. Seems a little much. Uh, I think what's a bigger issue for the Grizzlies, why are they getting out-rebounded the, by the Warriors? I think in every game, they're doing work there. 53-37 um, to 37 in Game 3. And then the Warriors were living in the paint. 62 points, and uh, Curry was doing a lot of work attacking inside uh, and, like, his little floaters and layups. And then we got to give some love to Otto Porterman. 49 points the Warriors have outscored the Grizzlies in Otto Man's 68 minutes. I'll say that again. Warriors have outscored the Grizzlies by 49 points in Porter's 68 minutes. Best mark in this series. Um, that is... He's been amazing defensively, giving him something on the offensive end. Uh, and, I mean, Kerr surprising a lot of people starting Kaminga uh, in game three there. Does he does he start Porter? Um, he is playing so well. I mean, it, I guess it, you know, it helps when you look like Wilt Chamberlain or, or Lionel Richie. Take your pick there with Otto Porter. But uh, he, is, he has been amazing. Um, so... I wonder what Kerr will do. I mean, he's obviously, uh, he hasn't had a problem switching up the starting lineup. <laughs> you know, Kaminga, again, I was surprised by that. I was like, whoa, we're going to... I I thought maybe Kaminga look, uh, looked a little out of his league because he's 19 years old and and that was uh, maybe maybe a lot here in a, in a big game three. But, uh, you know, I guess you got Otto Porter coming in and playing well. You're fine. Um, so, yeah, again, this one turned into a blow. It really, really, you know... Warriors up huge, excuse me, Grizzlies up huge in this. They couldn't miss a three. Warriors couldn't stop turning the ball over. You knew that was going to like dissipate a little bit on both sides. Then it turned into a game. Warriors had that lead, like I said, but John Morant gave them a spark, those two buckets at the end of the half. And I was like, I was like, this is going to be a great second half. And then Warriors did their thing as they tend to do in a third quarter. And even in this series, if I, if I remember correctly, have sort of, sort of dominated these third quarters in these games. Um, and uh, then it was off and running. Clay Thompson getting it going too. Um, Warriors fans are going to be very happy about that to see him sort of like, you know, unlocked a little bit and just back to to more Clay. And I and I think Kerr talked about just like the more just in in rhythm shots, probably not forcing as much. And then and then when Clay's got it going, they are a dangerous dangerous team. Um, so also a super exciting series. This just like now where are we at? We're at two one in all four series. Uh, which is awesome because it means game fours, both two today, and I'll show you guys the schedule here uh, if you're joining me on YouTube. Um, two today and then two on uh, on Monday night, these two that uh, happened last night. Just game fours are just 
I love it because it's like if you know it's not over if you're down three one, but it's like the odds are against you. So it's just that huge, huge game four for that team uh, trailing. So here it is today. We've got Suns Mavs. That is the uh, afternoon game at three thirty p.m. Eastern on ESPN. And then we have the Heat and the Sixers is the uh, night game tonight. 8 p.m. start. You love to see it. Uh, oh, there's going to be... Um, I just realized this, guys. 3.30. What time is this F1 race on? Probably around 3.30 or 4, right? Uh, Eastern time. My wife and I are going to be battling for control of the main television in the house. Nora loves her F1. Going to be watching the Miami Grand Prix, but I got this uh, ex, you know, Suns Mass game to watch here. Whew. Can't wait to see how that goes down. I assume she'll be watching it, and I'll be watching on the on the other uh, television, or just on my computer. You guys ever watch games on your computer? I actually do it a lot. makes making notes when I'm watching games pretty easy. You just got it right there. Just uh, the bang, bang. I don't mind that. Uh, so we will see. Um, Joel... Wants to know if these are pivotal game for us. <laughs> they are not. They are not. I like to keep the pivotals to the game fives in a two-two series. Um, I, I think it's uh, you know, could you could you convince me it's a pivotal game for the teams trailing two-one in the series? Eh, maybe. I just think it's a big. I, I dare I say almost must win. I would say must win in the Mavs case. No, I'm saying yeah, must must win in the Mavs and the Sixers to win the series, right? The, the Sixers one's interesting because he got Embiid back. And so if he continues to play for the rest of the series, then that is like obviously just complete game changers. He's playing in games one or two, then maybe we have a different series. But uh, yeah, big, 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 big games for uh, Dallas and uh, Philadelphia to try and uh, even up those series. Um, well, anyway, that's all I've got, guys. I don't think I have anything else to share with you. You can, uh, if you have a question, drop it in the stream team right now, but I'll start wrapping this up. We've gone about 30 minutes. Again, if you're listening to the podcast, hopefully you're listening to it. I think JD flipped this into one. Uh, leave us a five-star rating and review. Let us know if you like the, the weekend shift. If you want to see us, continue to drop these uh, in the uh, podcast feeds and uh, jump over. See my pretty face on YouTube. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern, live from the Classic Factory. Oh, I know what I want to share with you guys. Make sure you go check out my Instagram. Um to see the race or, or check out Lee's at least he's probably putting together a 10 minute video for all I know I took a bunch of took a bunch of footage of Lee again racing my buddy Grish at this at this birthday party yesterday in this giant slip and slide sort of thing they had like a best uh, out of three race uh, there was some controversy was one of the lanes faster than the other was it more uh, did it have more bubbles were you quicker just streamline down that one uh, took some hilarious photos of uh, my buddy Grish and uh, Lily battling. Uh, you know, you, you, it was great. You get a bunch of 30 kids. Like, there's something like 30 kids. At the, maybe not 30. But 20 kids at this party. It was getting, getting hyped. It was more entertaining uh, than the Kentucky Derby. The race between uh, Lee. No, it wasn't. What a win. Anybody make big money on that race yesterday? Uh, what is it? Rich Strike? Is that what it was? 80 to 1 odds? Here, this actually pissed me off. I'm not, I don't follow horse racing, um, but <laughs> like probably most of you, maybe I'll watch the Kentucky Derby if it's on or the Preakness or whatever the big ones. But I was upset when I saw who won. And this is, I'm not making this up. My favorite number is 21. 
And that, the horse that won, Rich Strike, was number 21. I was just like, man, if I was at the track, I'm putting, I'm guaranteeing putting money, a little bit of money, on my favorite number to win. And, uh, yeah, 80 to 1. Huh. Could have made some coin on that one. I did see the uh, replay of the, like, the drone shot or the aerial shot of Rich Strike bouncing around the back, making some moves. That was pretty slick. Looked cool. Way to go, horse. And the horse got upset with that uh, guy trying to wrangle him. Uh, why 21? I don't know why 21. Uh, oh, I know why. Deion Sanders. Yeah. Big primetime guy when I was a kid. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Good way to end it with a little, little horse talk. You know how I feel about horses. When are they giving uh, Jokic or Embiid? Who's winning it? When are they getting this MVP? When's this happening? Uh, why are we taking so long with this? Come on, NBA. Let's get to it. Okay, guys, uh, we, will, uh, we will call it there. Thanks so much to the stream team for joining us live here on a Sunday morning. Apologies again for not doing one uh, yesterday, but uh, life and running finds a way to get in the way. Um, but yeah, some good comments. You know, I know there was some uh, heated, uh, heated topics there. With the smart, was he fouled shooting the three, uh, the Jordan Poole and John Moran injury. Uh, I love it. I love it. Have your fire takes. Go nuts. Warm us up here on a Sunday morning. Uh, Again, we'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. And uh, hopefully we get some entertaining games here on Sunday to uh, break down tomorrow morning from the Classic Factory. Everybody, stay safe. Enjoy the F1 race if you're into that. Happy Mother's Day again, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.